If you'll stand with us, the book of Mark, chapter 1. I'm just going to read one verse of Scripture this morning. And I was uh, praying about what to preach. And I got up this morning in this chapter. I was just reading it, and uh, the Lord just gave me two or three uh, sermon thoughts out of this chapter. And and uh, I just wrote some things down. I pray, and I believe it'd be one of them would be what God would have me to preach on this morning. And you pray. Miss Allen was testifying there, and she just said something. I tell you, I'm glad God will let people say things sometimes that'll just confirm. What needs to be done. Amen. And I appreciate the Lord. I want to read the first verse. And I'm not preaching through the gospel of Mark this morning or even in weeks to come. But I, I, this chapter is a full chapter. And I just want to read one verse this morning. It's verse number one. The Bible said, The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Isn't that a good verse this morning? Father, I pray this morning in Jesus' name that you would bless. I want to thank you for the singing. Thank you for all the testimonies. Lord, I'm glad we can still go to church and hear people stand up and brag on Jesus and testify and encourage the saints of God. And I pray now that you'll bless the preaching of thy word. Help us this morning. I'm sure there's somebody here that needs to be saved. And I pray the Holy Spirit would sit down beside them right now. God, that you would begin to speak to their heart and that it not be my word that they would hear this morning. But Lord, that they would hear your word and that they would feel the wooing of the Holy Spirit drawing them to salvation. May they come to an altar of repentance this morning and believe the gospel. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thy house this morning. Father, have your way and we'll thank you for it. In Christ's name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. I want to preach a few minutes this morning on this subject, on the gospel according to Mark. The gospel according to Mark. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. I read that this morning and I thought about this. There's a lot to be said about verse number one because there's a lot that is said in verse number one. It's amazing how that God can take just one little verse and say so much in it. When you think about this verse this morning, it is the starting verse. It is the first verse of the first chapter of the gospel according to Mark. And then it's a very small verse. I mean, if you're not careful, you'll just read right Right past it and say that in the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ the Son of God and move on but there is so much in this verse because even though it's a small verse and it's the starting verse and it is a simple verse you, you don't need a commentary to figure out what Mark is saying in the first verse amen I'm glad if a sinner was to pick up the gospel of Mark and read verse number one he could get saved in verse number one you realize that it is so simple and my friend it's significant why is this verse significant because it is a salvation verse. Amen. The Bible said in the beginning uh, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The gospel is the good news. And in this verse of scripture this morning, we have Jesus Christ the center of this verse explained to be the Son of God. And this is a salvation verse this morning. Now, all the word of God uh, could save a man, but there are verses that points a man to the way of salvation this morning. And 
when we think about this verse of scripture I think about a silent penman in this verse here because Mark is writing this verse or this gospel should I say this morning but Mark like other writers of the gospel he does not mention his name here Mark does not talk about himself because it's not about Mark's position it's not about his person it's not about his performance why? because it's not his gospel it is the gospel of Jesus Christ according to Mark this morning you know you didn't come to see me and you didn't come to hear me this morning and I didn't come to see you and I didn't come to hear you but we all come to hear him this morning I'm telling you if God shows up that's what makes church amen if he shows up that's what makes singing good if he shows up that's what makes testifying real if he shows up that's what makes preaching right this morning why because it's not about us and the more we get ourselves out of the way the more Christ will be lifted up and we must keep self off the throne and Mark in this verse he's all about the Savior amen he's not about this servant Mark the theme of the gospel of Mark is Mark the servant of God Matthew the king of Jews Luke the son of man John the gospel to the whole world but when it comes to Mark it's all about the service of Jesus Christ and Mark is the servant of God but he's not elevating himself he's elevating the Savior amen I tell you that's what God wants us to do in this life he wants us to put ourselves on the backside. he wants people not to see us but they're to see Christ in us and in this silent penman there is a message telling us that we're not to see man but we're to see the God man the son of God Jesus Christ the son of God there is a silent penman and then there is a specific period notice he said in verse number one that it was in the beginning amen you see Mark takes us back to the beginning what is the beginning in this text it's the beginning of Jesus' ministry it's the beginning of his miracles it's the beginning of his message amen and what is the message of Jesus Christ well it's found in verse number one the message of Christ is the gospel it's the good news as cold waters to a thirsty soul so is good news to a far country and I'm glad this morning in an hour as Miss Allen said when there's so much bad news when there's so much negative news whether you pick up a paper or whether you watch the news or read an email or look at your phone there's just bad news after bad news but in a world that can produce nothing but bad news in the beginning of the gospel I'm glad there's some good news not from this country if you're looking for good news from this country, you're, you're wasting your time. Amen. From another country, no. But from a far country, yes. Amen. I'm saying this morning it's good and it's important to know how everything began. I'm telling you where life began for me and you was with the gospel. Amen. Whether you was raised in church or not in church, your life was headed nowhere until you ran into the gospel. Amen. Or should I say till the gospel ran into you. Thank God for the day. Much has been said about preachers, but Thank God for the day the preacher took the word of God. He took that gospel dynamite and he fired that big gun and the Holy Ghost and the word of God spoke to your soul and you heard the gospel. Hey, that was the beginning. This is the beginning of the life of Christ. But the beginning for you and I as same people this morning was the day we got born again. Amen. And if you don't have a beginning, then this is nothing more than religious formality. Coming to church is just boring to you. Coming to 
church is a drudgery to you. If you're lost this morning coming to church, it's an 11 o'clock hour. It's something you just endure. But if you're saved by the grace of God, you look forward to it all week long. You can't live life without it. Amen. And because your life began when you met Jesus. Amen. It didn't begin when you met religion. It began when you met Christ. Amen. And I see a silent penman. I see a specific period in this verse. I see a sound proclamation. He said, in the beginning, the gospel of Jesus Christ. We know that that word means good news. And Mark chapter 1 and verse 14 talks about the gospel of the kingdom of God. Acts 20 and verse 24 talks about the gospel of the grace of God. Romans 1 and verse 1 talks about the gospel of God. Romans 1 and verse 16 talks about the gospel of Christ. Uh, Revelation 14 and verse 6 talks about the everlasting gospel. Amen. The four witnesses of Jesus Christ in Mark chapter 1. Uh, my friend is Mark himself in verse number 1. It's the prophets in verse number 2 as it is written in the prophets it's the father in verse 11 at his baptism and the spirit in verse 10 and verse 12 and verse 13 even in the wilderness and his baptism I'm telling you this morning when we think about a sound proclamation I'm not preaching something out of a comic book I'm not preaching something out of a reader's digest I'm not giving you something out of time magazine this morning I'm telling you what I hold in my hand is the unadulterated inerrant in infallible, inspired, God-breathed book. This book's alive, amen. And if you believe it and receive it this morning and the word of God gets in you, guess what? You'll be alive this morning. There's a sound proclamation in a world that's sinking all around us. I'm glad, thank God on Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is just sinking sand. But I stand on the gospel, amen. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15 in verse number one, he said, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm glad we got something to stand on this morning. I'm not standing on my own merit, and I'm not standing on my own self, but I'm standing on that book. I'm standing on the fact that I've been saved by the grace of God. Thank God for the experience of salvation. But more than the experience of salvation, thank God for the root of salvation this morning. The root of salvation is faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The day I got saved, I cried and shed tears. Uh, maybe you did, maybe you didn't, uh, but the tears didn't save me. You say, Brother Gravely, I got saved on an altar. That's wonderful, but the altar could not save you. You say, well, I heard the man of God preach that morning, but the man of God himself could not save you. Uh, I'm telling you what saved your souls, what saved my soul. A uh, Faith took root in our heart. Uh, we believe the gospel. We believe the word of God and my memory may fade. My life may change. A lot of things may come and a lot of things may go. But thank God we have an anchor that is both steadfast and sure of this morning having this seal that the Lord knoweth them that are his. Hey, that's the word of God this morning. That's good news. That's the gospel. Amen. 
sound proclamation this morning. I can't save myself and I can't keep myself saved, but I can take you to this book. Amen. I can tell you what God said. In John 5 and verse 24, Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, he that heareth what? My words. Amen. That's the gospel. And believeth on him. That's Jesus. Uh, or that's God uh, that sent me. That's what Jesus said. Uh, shall have everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Do you believe that verse this morning? I believe it with all of my heart. Romans 10 and verse 9 said, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Hey, that's the gospel, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He said, Thou shalt be saved. For with a heart man believeth unto righteousness and with a mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith there's no difference between the Jew or the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's not my word this morning. It's his word. I'm telling you the word of God. He'll stand the test of time. The word of God will comfort your soul. Faith cometh not by hearing. He said in Ephesians 2 in verse number 8 for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God not of works lest any man should boast this morning. What is it? It's good news isn't it? And I see a sound proclamation. As preachers, we don't have to preach ourselves. Paul said, I preach not myself. We don't have to preach our thoughts. We, we don't have to preach our opinions this morning. And we don't have to preach what we even believe. We just have to preach the Bible. Amen. I'm telling you, the Bible's what helps my soul. And the Bible's what saved my soul. And the Bible's what lifts your spirit. I mean, you can be down and you can be discouraged. But if you're saved and you hear the word of God, you know what it'll do? David said he's the lifter up of my head. That book will lift you up. Amen. Man, he said, lead me to the rock. Don't you like that verse? He said, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. He said, I'll lift mine eyes in the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Those are sound proclamations this morning. They're good news. Thank God, and it'll help you in trouble sometimes. Amen. See, if you're not saved, that don't mean anything to you. That's just the Bible. But if you're saved, you know what it means to you? It's words of life. What's on the inside connects with what's being said on the outside. I see here a sound proclamation. And then there's a special person in this verse. One verse this morning. The gospel according to Mark. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The name Jesus is His human name. It is a Greek form of the name Joshua and it simply means Yahweh is salvation. In Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21 the angel came to Mary and said thou shalt bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus and he shall save his people from their sins. Uh, that is Jesus' human name. It's his earthly name. The Jesus Christ. Uh, the term Christ is not a name but it is a title and the Greek translation uh, and the Hebrew is translated 
translated Messiah, which means the anointed one. And my friend, it was used in the Old Testament as to refer as to a, a divinely appointed kings of Israel. You can see it in 1 Samuel 2 and verse 10 and 2 Samuel 22 and verse 51. Hey, that name simply means the anointed one. His earthly name is Jesus. His title is Christ. He's the, he's the anointed one. He's the heavenly one. I'm glad I can say this morning, I know him as Jesus and I know him as Christ. Amen. I know him, my friend, in the earthly sense from reading this book, but I know him in the anointed sense because you have the anointed one that lives on the inside of the Spirit of God. It helps you to know Jesus Christ this morning. He said, if any man have not the Spirit, he's none of his. If you're lost this morning, you're still walking around in trust, dead in your trespasses and sins. And the Bible said in Romans 8 and verse 1, there is now therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. Here's what happens when a person gets saved, when they come down the aisle or when they hear the gospel before salvation. They're dead, amen. Ephesians chapter number 2 and verse number 1, amen. They're dead in their trespasses and sin. They're walking according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit of disobedience still lives on the inside side of them but when they get saved they get quickened by the spirit of God that word quickened means to be made alive the Holy Ghost moves on the inside they're baptized in the body of Christ all of a sudden that book becomes real to them all of a sudden the saints become real to them the spirit lives on the inside and Jesus you know why the book and the saints are real because Jesus is real to them amen I'm talking about there's a special person in this verse and the question is is Jesus Christ special to you this morning or is he just another character in the Bible he's not Samson he's not like Abraham old Daniel of old is wonderful but he's not like Daniel you say why because they're dead and they're gone but Christ lives this morning the songwriter said you ask me how I know he lives he lives within my heart. The world says, how can you believe God is real? I'll tell you how I know He's real because I feel Him deep down in my soul. Amen. I'm telling you, going to church isn't hard when you get saved. Amen. You don't look for reasons to miss. You look for reasons to come. Amen. You come when you're not even able sometimes because you want to. There's a desire on the inside. I'm saying in this verse, there is a special person and then there is a sovereign position. Look how this verse closes this morning. He's given the name not just of Jesus, his human name. He's given the name, not the title, not just Christ. But look at that name he's given this morning. It speaks of his lineage. It speaks of his right to rule. He is Jesus Christ, the Son of God this morning. Do you believe that? It means he's one in nature with God. Co-eternal, co-existence, co-equal. It means this morning that it is not God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, but it's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. They're all three equal. They're all the same this morning. You say, explain that. Well, man's a body. He's a soul and he's a spirit. I can't even explain all that this morning. But I know that you have all three parts today. I know if you was to get some tragic news today, 
Here's what would happen if you receive some very tragic news right now while sitting here in this uh, church this morning. All three of your personality, or all three of who you are, would go to immediate work, but yet they're separate, but yet they're one. If somebody was to give you tragic news right now, all of a sudden your your soul, the the seed of your emotions uh, would begin to weep, would begin to be disturbed uh, on the inside. Uh, Your spirit on the inside, uh, my friend, uh, that is saved, uh, would begin all of a sudden to think uh, and begin to uh, try to lean on God and to trust God. Uh, But your body, uh, I mean your your soul would make plans. Uh, I've got to go to the car. I've got to get in. I've got to go somewhere. Uh, But your soul can't do it by itself. Your body would put forth the action that was on the inside and what was being said. All three would go to work. All three are equal. All three are coexistent, but all three are separate. So it is with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. And my friend, if you believe in Jesus Christ, you believe he's God this morning. He's more than just a teacher. He's more than just a rabbi. He was more than just a great man. He's more than a miracle worker. He's a son of God. And thank God he is the son of God and because the son of God became the son of man we the son of men can become the sons of God isn't it good to know him this morning when I think about Jesus his name speaks of deliverance he came to this earth to deliver men from their sin when I think about Christ it speaks of his divinity that he is the anointed one and when I think about the son of God it it reminds me of his deity that he is God in the flesh Hallelujah. Colossians said that in him should dwell all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. God is a spirit. But God poured every bit of his person in the persona of Jesus Christ. And that's why when Jesus looked at the disciples one day and said, if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. That wasn't a listen. That wasn't just a uh, that wasn't just a hypothetical phrase right there. Jesus wasn't paraphrasing something. That was literal. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father, because He is God. Amen. He was there on the morning of creation. When God said, let us make man, let us make man, who was he talking to? He wasn't talking to the angels because they wasn't worthy. He wasn't talking to the devil, amen. He wasn't talking, uh, my friend, to anyone else. I'm gonna tell you on the morning of creation, when God reached down and formed Adam out of the dust of this earth, uh, it was God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Uh, And God reached down uh, and he formed Adam uh, and he leaned over into Adam's nostrils uh, and the spirit, the bread, Uh, uh, my friend the Holy Ghost the one that brooded over the waters the morning of creation uh, uh, God the eternal God uh, uh, the God that never fails uh, uh, the God that will never fade uh, the God that will never be dethroned uh, the everlasting God the the one that is the creator of this earth uh, he leaned over uh, and the spirit of God breathed uh, into his nostrils uh, and man uh, became a living soul uh, an eternal soul amen Uh, listen uh, Adam had physical life He had spiritual life and he had eternal life. Amen. Because you know why? God is spiritual, physical, and he's eternal this morning. And I'm glad I know him. And in the beginning, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. 
I wonder how many people this morning in this building believe the gospel. And I'm not talking about with your head. I'm talking about with your heart. I wonder how many people in this auditorium has took root in your soul this morning. You see, this is the gospel according to Mark. What about the gospel according to you this morning? See, it's got to be personal. Brother Laddie shared with me this week about someone he had witnessed to and, and was talking to in town. And he said something that was encouraging and both rare as he was witnessing to this individual. He said she admitted that she was lost. And I thought about that this morning as we was getting ready for Sunday school and I asked the class to pray for this person. Never met her, don't know who this person is, but God does. I said, let's pray this person will get saved. And we came out here and the choir got up to sing and they sang, I'm glad I got lost so I could be saved. You're going to have to get lost before you can ever find the way. The gospel will be nothing more than this will be nothing more than just a sermon if you're lost this morning but you don't know it. I'm going to tell you the greatest day in a sinner's life is when God pulls the scales off their eyes and they see themselves. Can you see yourself this morning for who you really are? Oh, if you're saved, you, you see yourself. You can go back to a time when God opened your eyes and let you see yourself. But I wonder this morning if there's somebody here. Can you see yourself? God will have to. You've heard the gospel. But the Holy Ghost will have to open your eyes. Have to open your mind. The Bible says that in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Whom the God of this world hath blinded, not the eyes, but the mind of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Hear me this morning, sinner. Hear me this morning, sinner. Don't you let the devil blind your mind. If God starts wooing your heart, if he starts drawing you saying you need to get saved, you need to go to that altar, don't you let the devil blind your mind. Don't you let him deceive you. Don't let him tell you, oh, you're okay, you're okay, you don't need to get saved. I'm going to tell you something. God is not the author of confusion, but he is the author of conviction. And conviction is absolute. God don't have to come to your pew and say, well, what if you didn't get saved? He already knows if you're saved. He don't have to come to your pew and say, well, what if you didn't say everything right? No, that's not God. He knows if you said what you needed to say. Well, what if you didn't understand everything? He already knows all that. No, God don't deal with people like that. Conviction is when you know I'm guilty as charged. And when a man of God preaches the gospel and it comes to your pew and you know I'm guilty as charged, I'm lost. I'm lost. I'm going to go to hell if I don't get saved. Friend, you need to come this morning. That's you. If you know that, you ought to thank God He let you see yourself this morning. And y'all not let pride, don't let people, don't let that pew you're sitting in keep you in there. If I was sitting, and I'm not saying somebody else, but if I was sitting smack dab in the middle of the pew and I knew I was lost, if it meant coming over it or crawling under it or asking somebody to move, and they would, I would not stand in the middle of that pew and go to hell this morning. I would not do that. I'd get out of my seat. And I'd tell you what I'd do like old brother Sammy Allen used to do all the time. 
Y'all probably remember seeing this. In my heart, I'd come down the aisle just waving the old white flag. Guilty as charged. Do you know if you'll come down this aisle this morning in your heart saying guilty as charged? I'm lost. I'm lost. You probably get saved before you get to the altar. I'm lost. That message was for me this morning. One verse. I need to be saved. If you'll come. Spirit and the bride say come, don't they? Ho ye to the waters. He that is thirsty, let him come. God said come this morning. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I'll give you rest. You want to be saved? I'll tell you what you need to do this morning. You need to come. And come clean and come on us before God. And come and just get down here and say, Lord, here's what you do. You don't need me down here. I'll meet you down here. Miss Nolita, I'll meet you down here. But you don't need us down here. But swallow your pride. Get out of your pew. Here's what you do. You come to this altar. You don't come down here to pray for somebody else. You don't come down here to pray about anything else. You come down this aisle and you get on your knees and you say, Lord, I'm a sinner. God, everything that preacher said from that book is right and I'm going to hell. And I'm willing to come. If you'll take me just as I am, I want to be saved. And I'll tell you, if you'll come like that, he'll save you, won't he? Let's stand this morning. Our heads are about eyes are closed. Christians are praying. I want to face somebody needs to come. Would you come this morning? Sinner, no matter how young or how old, if you want to be saved, all you got to do is come. If you go to hell, it'll be your own fault because you stayed in that pew. You'll not look in the face of God one day and say, you didn't give me a chance. You didn't give me an opportunity. I never heard. I never had. No, you got an opportunity right now. But you have to come. You have to come to Jesus this morning. If you'll come, He'll take you with arms wide open. We're going to sing a verse of this old hymn. Some have already come to pray. Maybe you need to come and be saved this morning while we sing. There is a fountain. How about it, sinner? Would you come to Jesus this morning?